Welcome to Speak Is Your Move. This is Patrick Collins, and I'm here with you live, along with my fellow co-host, Derek Roebuck. Hey, guys. Joshua Jernigan. Good evening and welcome. And Matt Collins. Good evening. Glad to have everybody. Once again, we're a group of fathers, friends, and followers of Christ, hoping to bring you uplifting fellowship and real-life conversation that glorifies Jesus Christ. This week, our top topics will be what advice did you get from your parents and staycation versus vacation with the kids. Other than that, neither you nor us know where this is going to go. So let's get started and speak as you're moved. Matt, would you mind leading us off with a word of prayer? Sure. Lord, we thank you so much um, for the time we have to gather here tonight on this uh, radio show. Lord, we want to lift your name up tonight, as we always do, Lord. But we just want to um, make sure we point point you, or glorify you and point others to you, Lord, tonight. Lord, I ask that you just be with us um, and as individuals, Lord, um, as fathers and husbands. Just guide and direct our homes, Lord. Um, let us lean on you in all situations, all walks of life, Lord, because you know you're the, you're the answer and you're the, the reason that um, we're living, Lord. Um, so just give us a, a special blessing here tonight, Lord. Be with those that are listening, that um, if they are searching for something, Lord, or if they're struggling and looking for answers, Lord, that we can um, just uh, be a guiding light and point them to Christ, Lord, here tonight, Lord. Again, we thank you so much for all you've done for us, Lord, and, and where you've brought us, Lord, and the Spirit of God has been placed in our hearts, Lord. We want to lift you up and thank you for that, Lord. We ask this in your name. Amen. 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 Thank you for that, Matt. No and yeah, so just like a remind all listeners out there, uh, we can be reached. We love um, interaction and questions, love comments, it. feedback, what have you. So we can definitely be reached at uh, our Gmail account, speakasyourmoved at gmail.com. So that's speak as you are e moved at gmail.com and also Facebook and Instagram. So we love to hear from you. Um, even while we're doing the show, if you have a thought or whatever comment question again fire it off and then also if you have our personal cell phone numbers you're welcome to shoot us a text message as well so we're going to jump on in icebreaker question uh so fellas what are your secrets to a good grilled cheese sandwich good grilled cheese uh derek i can remember growing up having grilled cheese with (laughs) your wife um there at camp meeting, the famous grilled cheese day or night, what have you. Um, so I'll go ahead and put it to you. Maybe you picked up some tips and tricks. I'm sorry. My earphones just clicked out. I didn't hear anything you just said except for wife. And I'm assuming you're talking about me and my wife's ability to make grilled cheese. Yes, <laughs> but, yes. I want yes. I want you to lead us off because y'all can make a jam of grilled cheese. Well, she can and you stand there. But anyway, go ahead. Well, that is pretty much the relationship that we have um and she just does stuff and i just stand there um whether it be cooking (laughs) i can't cook um i just now learned how to grill like on a flat griddle but um i do not know exactly what she does um the grilled cheese (laughs) i do know that it's delicious and that she's doing there never know i don't even know what she's doing in there like i I hear a bunch of clanking and clanging and then all of a sudden i have a grilled cheese in my lap and i'm like this is just as good as it gets you know no but i think she butters both sides of the bread because we don't care about cholesterol and (laughs) i personally like i don't like the um i guess the velveeta cheese the 
the um like packaged in individual slice packaged cheese craft cheese that's what it is craft yeah um i like to go with like a like a deli sliced um vermont cheddar you know something like vermont that cheddar. yeah i don't want no hamster cheddar i want vermont cheddar but um that's that's pretty much what i know yeah i get the pan hot you know, like right off the bat, don't like put don't put the bread in there for like fifteen minutes, letting the pan heat up. Fifteen um, minutes. It's a slow stove. It is. It's a campground stove. Come on, it's like oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fifteen <laughs> minutes to heat the pan. I don't know. You start, we, we, we you start, start on the, on the west coast. Start at lunch. Start at lunch and be ready for dinner. <laughs> yeah. no, we, it's like a we, baked we turn the stove on before we leave. Before we come back, it's ready. Yeah. Oh man! Oh, but that's uh, that's, that's pretty much it. That's that's my grilled cheese. Nice, nice, nice. Journey. What about you, man? Grilled cheese? Any secrets? Any? All right. This so I, 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 well, I, don't I don't know. It, I don't always do just the grilled cheese. A lot of times, I will have a, a roasted turkey in there, um, which makes it not a grilled cheese at all. Oh. But if I do go with the grilled cheese, um, I'm with them. Um, I like to I like to get some butter. In the pan and heat the pan a little bit to where the butter melts, but you, you keep it moving so it doesn't burn. Okay. Mm. Um, depends on the thickness of the cheddar as well. Um, I will do some cheddar, but everybody that knows me knows I like a Gouda sandwich. It's <laughs> very Gouda, you know. Um, I had a Gouda brisket grilled cheese um, last week. It was delicious. I didn't make it myself though. But yeah, you get that butter going, but you're going to have to put more butter on the flip. See, some yes. people don't do that. And if you don't yeah, put yeah, more yeah, butter yeah. on, like after the flip, like hold it in the spatula, more butter, butter melt in the swap, and then flip it either. so you get no. <laughs> or can't believe it's get not butter. Get out of here. Not butter. butter. Yeah. So um, you have to make sure it's on the flip. Now the hardest thing sometimes if I if I get it as cheesy as I want is getting that cheese melted. So I have done the the cheese cheat, which you got to be mm-hmm. pretty skilled for the cheese cheat, where you take the 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 pan just hot, no butter. Slap the cheese down briefly, mm-hmm. keeping the hole on the tab, like just the side of it, and then putting it on the bread. So then you've got to you've increased the uh, degrees by at least twenty degrees, um, uh-huh. so it makes the melt go easier <laughs> on a on a thick like a thick mild cheddar. Uh-huh. Um, you're going to need to do that, or you're never going to get the full melt through without burning your bread, and that's just out. Um, but you you do want to heat it up and get it hot enough to where instead of just you know getting hot, it gets a little bit of crisp. And and then you, you you slice it. I just like to slice it diagonally in half mm. as part of the presentation and pull it apart a little bit. And That's then how you, you plate it. that cheese pool. Yeah. Now I mean that with like a a cup of tomato soup or something. I mean that is a that is a gourmet meal mm. um, and cheap. I'm not really I'm not really picky on the type of, of cheese. Like I, I can go all kind of cheese. Um, I'm a, I'm a I'm a big cheese fan. Um, so anyway, that that's yeah. mine. I like to hear Matt, Matt though. You? Matt, probably an expert. Not about the same. A lot of butter. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't wait an hour to uh, from a pan to heat up. Um, but Josh, I'm with you. I've got to get Derek a new pan. I think. Yeah. Right? I got a yeah. new all clad one. Our William Sonoma <laughs> closed down here at the mall, but there's one in Asheville, and that's the one thing I bought um, last month. I went in there and I got a new copper bottomed all clad pan. Oh, I'm so jacked about the pan. I had to get a special cleaner for it and stuff, mm-hmm. which is kind of extra, but um, I'm pretty excited about it. Just make it cheese. Okay. <laughs> 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 Dare to just hired it out. 
Yeah. I so am. Matt, Matt, you got any secrets, man? Yeah, I was getting. Yeah, I was getting there. Um, I think so. I'm I'm there with Josh. You can't not butter. So some people first butter their bread pre pre cooking, and it clumps up, and then you're just yeah, yeah. You can't. You're just unless, neutralized in in the uh, middle, and you're not getting unless you got that spreadable canola butter. But that 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 yeah. makes it off a little bit. I, so basically, I'll I'll do like I'll heat up a little bit, full butter in the pan. I won't. I'll set it down, and then I'll move it. I'll do like a, a full circle usually. There so you I, go. So I accumulate all the butter because there's no point leaving it on the outside. No, and it's going to burn. Same yeah. thing on the flip. I, I do lightly a light toast, um, mm-hmm. like golden brown. Same thing. Now I'm not a a cheese connoisseur. Like, well, I mean, I like Gouda cheese. I like a lot of different cheeses. It's Gouda. It's Gouda Gouda, mm-hmm. but. For a grilled cheese, if you want to keep it the original, it's got to be a craft single, in my opinion. It Whoa! Pulling out the craft single. It melts right. Craft singles. Um, it's just like I'd like to know if you're having listeners out there when they when they grew up eating grilled cheeses, what was their cheese of choice? And I, mm-hmm. I might do a poll. It's, it's going to be craft singles. It might be. Day. So Ooh. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not against the other cheeses. I've used them before. I've even cooked a grilled just, cheese on a sourdough bread. I keep it very – the white white bread, traditional uh-huh. white bread. Don't deviate too much there. And I have done before like a palmetto cheese, palmetto and grilled Wonder, cheese. Wonder white bread or sunbeam white bread? Um, or do you do whole that, wheat that nature's uh, – like the whole wheat white, like the bleach, bleach whole wheat white? I don't know. It's all nah. – it's, it's varied on that one um, <laughs> just because it's whatever you get at the grocery store. But it has to be it's white, can't be wheat. Can't be any of so this craft organic. I'm not a big fan of craft singles. I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you there. But you know how to make the bomb grilled cheese sandwich? You use debris. Actually, that would probably taste bad. But Patrick, what what about you? So I guess the for me the secrets to a good grilled cheese would be ketchup. Get out of here. No. Ketchup <laughs> covers a multitude of sins. Dude, no. Yes. No, you probably put ketchup on your hash browns, too. I do put They're yeah. fries, dude. That's all a hash brown uh, is, is fries. I mean, basically. It's potatoes. Uh, I, yeah, what about you mashed potatoes? You put ketchup on that? Somebody else make it. I have put ketchup on mashed potatoes, yes, before. Ketchup? Um, I mean, dude, yeah. No. I mean, it's happened, it w- and it probably will happen again. But well, I if- even got squirt on the ketchup train because no, I realized that it doesn't matter. Just just put cheese on bread and throw it on a plate right. and put some ketchup on there, and she's gonna. Eat I've got to. I've got to apologize matter. to some of our listeners. There's some that I know listen and it's really probably- hate ketchup, and this is probably grossing them out because. It's it's like- <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I, mean, I will say, yeah. if you have ever seen Patrick eat pancakes, you will understand why he likes ketchup so much. Because he like, will make the pancakes the float in syrup. Uh, Buddy the Elf. Okay, yeah. There is Buddy the Elf. is ninety percent syrup, ten percent pancakes. So I can understand. I, oh, the the only reason I eat pancakes is so an excuse to have syrup. That's the only reason I order pancakes. Uh, just so I can uh, have some syrup. Spaghetti. Oh, do you have any syrup? Uh, no, I think I got one. I always get the look of death from Waffle House because they give you that one little package, you know. When and I and I look at them, I'm like, you might, you might have another one. Like, 
Because especially on Cracker Barrel, I want all Cracker Barrel gives me. Oh, Cracker, Cracker Barrel, yeah, the they, last they give you that little like, bitty bottle. I'm like, come on, come on, you know. Good to be girl, honest, I, I don't love cake. their taste of their syrup. I'd much rather have Aunt Jemima. It's very, it's very uh, liquidy. Or Miss Butter. It's, yeah. it's maple. It's maple syrup. That's why mm. it's it's more it's, of a it's more of a pure Miss Buttersworth. Is, it's is, like going yeah. to the the gas stations and they're like, "Hey, can I get ketchup?" Oh yeah, or not gas station fast food? Can I get ketchup? Yeah, they give like three packets. Like it's gold three or packets. Like it's yeah. You know, they can't like that's gonna that's gonna help out their bottom line. It's like I want a lot of ketchup. Okay, I'll I'll I'll, I'll skimp. I mean, I'll. I'll budge and give you four packets. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, That's what I love about Chick-fil-A is they I, – I say, can I have some Chick-fil-A or may I have some Chick-fil-A falls, please? And they go, how many do you want? I love that question. I'm like, you oh, guys yeah. rule. I'll tell you exactly how many I want. I want four of them jokers. <laughs> one for taxis and you got to shell out like an extra $6 for a call. We're going to need you well, to uh, – it turns into the barter system. Like, I'll trade you the one Zach sauce for a ranch if you'll let me. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> I see your ranch and I raise you. Yeah, but if you're gonna go with two, nope. Fifty cents. One time I asked for a ranch and they said, "Can you give me your? Uh, that'll be twenty five cents." And I looked at him and said, "Are you literally gonna make me give you a quarter for this?" No, ranch? no, no. Now it's like something awkward, like twenty eight cents. It's something where you have to shell out <laughs> yeah. more than a quarter. Coin shortage. Like, That's probably why. Yeah, it's well, coin shortage. I mean, I haven't been there in a while, you know. Oh, man. Place, I haven't been there in a while yeah, either. That's where they make their money, vegan. their sauces. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah it's, it's, that's it's where all the margins in those ranch sauces, baby. <laughs> Can I trade you my coleslaw? You keep the coleslaw <laughs> and the bread. Three ranch. Give me two extra Zach sauces. <laughs> I'm always coleslaw double fries. Oh, hey, no, you keep for the those slaw, Zaxby's, for your Zaxby lovers out there, little trick tip. Uh, if you get the combo, you can swap the fries for chips. And why? In my opinion, that is a good trade because chips. those chips at Zaxby's are jamming. Or you can just you order all an appetizer of chips, and then you'll have fries and chips. That's typically what Fatty here does. Um, <laughs> <laughs> really good. And you get dogs. extra ranch out of the deal. Extra ketchup. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, extra ketchup. I'm going. Yeah, so that, I guess. Ketchup. I guess that's me. Do you do, just... do you do ketchup on your fries, or do you dip your fries into ketchup? So I'm a I'm a dip guy. Uh, okay, good. I, I, I haven't came out wrong. I'm not that a dip guy. Is. I don't like dip. I don't support that. <laughs> um, <laughs> what I meant that to say was, to was I like to dip my fries in in ketchup. I don't like. I haven't been able to. I haven't run into anybody that I can take serious that puts the ketchup on top of their fries. Hmm. Like it's some kind yeah. of like the ultimate only fries acceptable reason appetizer. to do that is if you have like if you have like a ball game or something they give you a little a little like paper thing with the fries in it there's no space to put ketchup anywhere yeah yeah you know or you're on a car trip or you're on but, a car yeah. trip i'm making no but see then you're getting it on your fingers and you're licking it off your fingers and then you're touching everything in the ball game no you I'll just go you, without ketchup i did we they would no. they got it got so bad that people wouldn't give me ketchup when i, I love ketchup man i don't use much <laughs> i used to we need this, this needs to be a segment and I'll, I almost want to save it, but how I'm, much do you love ketchup? The uh, what would you I, not put? Ketchup I would take with? a bottle with me in the big van on trips sometimes. Try to constantly <laughs> remember. Like, yeah, you're gonna give me three kit packets. Bam! I brought my I brought my bottle from Sam's Club. <laughs> the worst case, I mean, the worst thing is, it's not like the van have this fridge. It's not an RV. It's a van. Like you, like this is an open bottle. It's his own cup holder for days. Stick it to the van. Own cup holder. They pull it out in the holster and everything. I, th- I think it says keep refrigerated, Matt. No, I, we uh, we gotta have a segment. You, we don't we refrigerate gotta, our ketchup. We gotta have a segment. Let's, oh, we gotta wait, table goodness. it. 
We might have a refrigerator. People are packing their Game Boys and their Nintendos, and I'm bringing my bottle because I know it's more than life. I vividly remember having a full-on debate with Lauren when we first got married because I never, we never refrigerated our ketchup going up, growing up. And uh, and then Lauren, you get an extra tangy or or what? I mean, no, we just never did it. It was in the pantry. And then Lauren you always was like, have juice at the top. She, like, you know, she was like refrigerating <laughs> the ketchup. ketchup, the ketchup. <laughs> and so we had to like have this stuff. Well, anyway, I didn't, I didn't die on that hill. That's the next icebreaker next yeah. week, listeners. Yeah, I got. But I anyway, say on that too. Go. We got hurry on. Um, let's uh, let's talk about kind of switching gears here, uh, a little bit more serious, and segue from advice uh well what you did growing up so what advice uh what advice you guys what advice did you did you get from your parents um that maybe you wish you would have had growing up or you could look back maybe you wish you would have paid more attention to <laughs> um, um probably refrigerating our ketchup okay <laughs> my, my parents were like really hard on that and said you always refrigerate your ketchup if you don't, yeah. you lose all credibility. Or Derek, was it just make sure you break two fan uh, <laughs> instead of one? Just keep all your fan blades and you'll be fine. Keep as long as you have one left, you're good. Mm-hmm. You just got to jump start it. That's right. Yeah. So, Josh, I'll go to you because um, not that I'm going to skip you, Matt, but we were raised in the same household. But So, uh, uh, Josh, what, what advice, man, um, well, you, um, growing up? I don't know. Dad, dad, my dad, um, he never was really a, uh, like a hard advice giver, you know? I mean, he, he, you know, would lead by example, um, you know, late at night, like financial advice, we would listen to the, uh, financial talk show on the radio together and that kind of stuff growing up, but never really a, a ton of advice. I do know, um, that whenever I went to college, um, he was going to support whatever I decided to do. Um, you know, there's sometimes when I get frustrated at work and my dad was, you know, it's like, hey, if you're going to college, you know, you could you could always go to law school and kind of, you know, be set, you know, have a have a degree that that ties you into to getting paid for just being smart. You know, I mean, I don't mm-hmm. regret going to college. I mean, dad, dad was going to encourage me not to if I didn't want to. But, you know, both ways, you know, kind of like when we discussed that a few segments back mm-hmm. um, where and. I guess, um, I mean, I don't ever really regret, I don't ever regret going to college, um, but um, it could have been an easier time going to college because I went to a very liberal college. And while it did solidify my beliefs, I could have probably had an easier go of college and had the same mm-hmm. results. Although it does kind of, it, it still helps me. I mean, just the fact that I went, you know, that comes up in conversation and, and people judge you off of that too, whether that's good or bad. Um so on that front, but also one that he told me, I don't know, it's probably been about 10 years. Um, he, he talked about it with regards to our spiritual walk. Um, and he, he doesn't always get candid with me, but he did say, um, you know, came a point in time in his life where he realized, you know, he was, he had God in his heart, but he also was doing a lot of things to check boxes, you know? Yeah. I mean, because you got a lot of people looking at you, you got a lot of things, and I think this is this is like I don't know, it might have been even before me, um, before I came along, you know. Mm-hmm. So in his younger life, he was doing a lot of things that that just check boxes, and I kind of wish I had heeded this earlier in my life, where he said, um, "Make sure you're doing everything you're doing, like because you desire a relationship with God. You see the importance of that relationship, 
and everything mm-hmm. else feeds into it as opposed to, yeah, we go to church. And I mean, growing up for the listeners that don't know, growing up, we go to church four times a week, um, sometimes five whenever they would do a Bible study on Monday night, but it was Wednesday night, Friday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night. And that was, that was our life. So we, we, you know, and so a lot of times I was going, but it was because I was, you know, encouraged to go. I mean, yeah, there was a social aspect of it, but there's sometimes whenever you're just, you know, there's, there's positive, as I call it, positive peer pressure. And that's a good thing. But to, to get in a place mentally where you know what you're doing is helping that relationship with God and it's helping out your life in general. Um, I kind of wish I had heeded that sooner um, because mm-hmm. just because I know I would be even close, not that I'm not close with God. Don't get me wrong. I just know there's times in my earlier life where while I had God in my heart, I, I, w- I guess I wasn't valuing that one-on-one relationship as much. And the dad had kind of warned me of that too. Just like, hey, make sure you're doing it because you just desire this relationship with God. Not that you're, you know, you're not going to our revivals or whatever, because that's what is expected of you. That's good that it's expected of you, but not, but don't be doing it because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying I did it because of that, but I just, I wish that I had, had gotten a little deeper earlier, if right. that makes sense. Um, right. Then I, I know that it would it'd make me yeah, more, not that my walk isn't solid and that kind of stuff. I hope I'm coming across correctly, but he, oh, he just kind of gave me a full warning like, hey, don't take this lightly and do it because you desire the relationship with God. Now, don't ever get caught up in the what you feel like you should do because of positive peer pressure. Right. Ooh. Right. Pretty solid. Yeah. Diesel, what you think? Well, I've had a lot of advice over the years, mm-hmm. but probably the most solid one from my mom, um, when all of y'all got the same advice, um, when it <laughs> came down to relationships or the relationship with, with your spouse, um, how to choose your mate. And it was, it was drilled in at a young age that you don't really just go around dating um you know it was now if anybody knows my parents and and knows their story it was it was one you know kind of out of a almost like out of a movie or something but the point being it was it was a it was a decision that you left up to god and you got yourself right with god and you prayed hard about about that you know and it was a um Maybe he shows you somebody, but it wasn't just you don't date somebody and then figure out while you're dating if you're if you can you know stand them, live with them, marry them, whatever. It was let God direct that decision and and make sure you get it right because and this is her coin. It is better to be single than to wish you were single. And Amen. I say that a lot to <laughs> yeah, a lot of people, but um, she she was uh, I mean her and I think my mom and my dad. I don't know so much about my mom. She never got into if she, you know, dated anybody before my dad, but she was pretty young. But my dad was older and had, um, you know, he had other girlfriends and stuff. But it was, it was she, not she a, yeah. it was definitely not something that was taken lightly. And it was not something that was, you know, we basically when, and what was told to me is when you get a girlfriend, you are getting a wife. You just haven't married her yet. You know, mm-hmm. and you don't just date her. And that's how it was for me when I when I started dating my wife. It was not like, 
it was it wasn't a I'm gonna date you and you know we'll figure it out. It was I know I'm dating her and I will marry. If you're her. to the point where you get exclusive, that that then it better be serious already. Yeah, you know? right. As, as somebody else said, I think it was I don't remember who it was. Maybe David Copeland. He said if if you're if that's not the right woman for you, then you're dating another man's wife. And yeah, right. uh, it was kind of funny how he said it, but um, so she 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 would give that advice to anybody that had a close enough ear. Um, especially yep. to young young people, and it is solid advice. Ones that it's Very advice solid. that I've that I have uh, lived to be able to back up. Um, my dad, well, if y'all knew my dad, he's got a lot of sayings. Who would have? Who would have? Let me tell you, son. If you don't want to do something, don't do it right the first time. And uh, so I, I would, I would, I put that into effect a lot around here. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Let's see. Uh, a lot of it was, you know, he, he he was very supportive of of learning how to how to do stuff and the educatable moment. You get to a point where you're trying to figure something out, and then that is the time when you want to educate yourself to figure out what you're doing, um, whether that be mm-hmm. fixing your car, or, you know, going to college or whatever. But um, he was a, a big supporter of of doing it yourself and and you know learning how to do it, learning, um, and then. Some advice he gave me that I haven't heeded is to eat like a vegan, and I've not done that yet. Um, <laughs> do you regret that, vegan? Are there times you regret it? Like after a big Mexican uh, meal? or No, I've never regretted it. Okay, okay. Now, <laughs> me maybe getting out of breath coming up the top of the steps, that might get real close to regret. <laughs> but it was Next time you play basketball, you're going to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I didn't, yeah. yeah. Until I go to Waffle House. Yeah, so at Waffle House, he told me, you need to eat like a vegan. And I said, give me the all-star, please. <laughs> um, no ketchup on the hash browns, please. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, that's pretty much it. Solid advice from my parents to seek God first. Derek. Everything else after. And to- Derek, on that um, on that front with your mom, just so the listeners know, um, as a uh, teenager, I read, and, and, and some of the older ones will, will remember this book, I Kiss Dating Goodbye. By Joshua Harris, um, it's kind of the same same idea where this casual dating or secular dating scene isn't really what God had in, intended for us, and rather, you know, kind of an explanation of courtship and mm-hmm. the deeper understanding of trying to find a uh, the mate that God wants you to, or letting Him lead you to a mate more so than find. You know, um, that mm-hmm. it, was, it was a pretty so that's, I kissed dating goodbye by Joshua Harris. If anybody looking for a, it's an older read, but you know, it's still the, the same principle that your mom had. I, it's solid. Anyway. Yep. I was one of those young people that came within earshot of Uncle Donnie and Diane's teaching. And uh, it's, I still parrot his advice to many, many young people, especially the triangle. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, if you can imagine, if you can imagine you listeners out there, if you can imagine a triangle and God is at the top and you're on one side, uh, I don't know the geometry of it, but the 90 degree angle to the right. And then your wife is on the other side. And if the two of you have good connection with God, you'll have good connection with each other. And if the connection with each other ain't so good, you know, you need to check in with your connection with God. And that, um, you know, the way he put that and what was neat too, you know, Derek, I'll brag on your parents a little bit, love them so much, is that they would they would preach to you about relationships and how to find, you know, and not really how to find, but how to seek God and let him 
lead you to your spouse or not. But but they they lived it. I mean, when you would go into their home, mm-hmm. it was just obvious from the moment you walked over their threshold that they had a beautiful marriage in a godly home. And I can remember walking in there as a young person and I still to this day, it was so quiet in their house. There wasn't much, you know, I mean, if there was noise, it was the kind of noise you want. It was kids yeah. running and around Diane, having a great time. She would wake up early, fix breakfast and sing. And man, she could sing. She had a beautiful voice. And then, of course, everybody's voice sounds 10 times better when there's, you know, sausage and bacon and biscuits and and it's just you know there wasn't a lot of noise that's right you know tv wasn't running 24 hours a day you know it wasn't game video game clinking and clanking and it was just quiet and they would just and it and then when they sat and talked with you you felt like they had all day to talk to you you were the only thing they had to do that day and it was just it was something that you know to this day i want to emulate um in my home and there, that was some advice that your mom and dad gave me as a young person um, at, a, at a really big crossroads in my life. And so I'm forever grateful for them to be used by God. Um, so, Matt, what about you? Well, I, I think... I, mean, I know... Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're fine. I was just... I mean, I know you grew up. We have to grow up together. Um, and I'm, yeah, I'm interested, though, in, you know, the different... See what we different were, takes, yeah. even though we were in the same household. Um, I think this is just me. I mean, there was a lot of lead by example, like Josh was talking about. Um, I do think too. I felt like my parents, like once I hit high school, um, and got sanct- got sanctified, turned my life up to the Lord. Um, it they were very like, yeah, they would they would under they would steer me in the right way. They encouraged me to do this. They would you know challenge me to do this or you know, show me, you know, this is what we need to be doing and living the life that's pleasing to God. But it was, um, they were very, the leash was loose in a way a little bit, um, maybe to make choices and, and to, you know, find out, you know, what God has for our life on my own, not telling me what I have, or, you know, you got to check these boxes. Like Josh was saying, like, what does the word of God say? Um, mm-hmm. which I think, I, so I, I, I I think that's fantastic too. I mean, I know there's a guidance and there's a training um, to a child, but um, I think sometimes it's going to be careful if you just force, 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 and then there just becomes a spirit of rebellion, maybe. Um, but um, yeah. I think too, I guess some things that they that they heeded to me that I probably I guess should have listened to is just they were they were very. Uh, so I grew up with all all listeners out there. I grew up with obviously my pastor, my brother. I grew up with Josh, I grew up with Derek, um, and just trying to deviate i guess the people the church and then as, as high school took off trying to um you know people people at school and obviously there was a separation um from from god with some of the people and even i struggled a little bit with some of the you know the believers maybe that didn't seem to i guess present the same witness but nonetheless um they were very big on hey you know stick with the you know stick with these people stick with the the people uh, the things about folks and and I, sometimes it would kind of, you know, I want to go hang out, but I think, I think I should have from the beginning kind of <laughs> listened to what they were saying on that. Um, another thing is really off the, the, um, I guess to like my mom, I mean, she was very heavy. Um, and this is, I, I feel like it's, it's small. Well, they've always been very, I guess 
two things. First thing is one thing I think um, she was always big on us to you know stay away from um, music that's not edifying. Mm-hmm. Um, she was yeah. she was very heavy on me, like you know, country music. You know, it 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 has a lot of things that don't exemplify Christ, um, mm-hmm. and 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 so I in high school it was kind of a you know I I had a, a lot of genres, but when I think Christ got took over and He worked with me, um, I wish I would like I said started from the beginning with that. Um, he kind of took a lot of that away, and. Um, and I, I you know I, I enjoyed the old hymns. I enjoyed everything, but there was, you know, I should have gave more. Um, just kind of being, you know, candid with y'all. Um, it's funny how our memory like keeps all the lyrics yeah. of those the songs that yeah. you learned as like a like you know yeah. early teenager, and you're like, yeah. man, if that was like Bible verses, I would be rocking. Yeah, you exactly. know, <laughs> <I'd> be much better <laughs> off. Yeah, like yeah. you know. Yeah, do I do I need to, to quote the Bone Thugs, Derek, or you know, <laughs> or songs? Well, you can't really turn it off. Like I don't know how. Like yeah, exactly. And there's just a lot of like you know, and I don't know if there's listeners out there that have this situation, but I mean, and she, I, I think, it, I feel like she might have told us Patrick when we were really younger, like garbage in is garbage out. And I know it sounds like pretty really cliche, but well, it's accurate. Um, yeah. So that, and then the one thing I feel like I noticed growing up, so I got older. Um, both of my parents had some, you know, some serious health issues that happened in their, in their life. Um, both had cancer and then one had, my dad had a, a brain aneurysm. I guess that's the best way of describing it. But nonetheless, through those things, I saw a lot of, a lot of faith, um, going to the word, going to, going to prayer and, and, and focusing on what really matters where the strength comes. And I learned a lot from that. Um, yeah. So I guess that that's what I got. I'll kind of just underscore a lot of what Matt said. Definitely a lead by example. Um, and one 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 thing I will mention, um, you know, for those of you that that know my mom, some don't, but you know, mom is very demonstrative and in, in meeting, and 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 she she's very expressive, and and I've always appreciated that, but. What people may not know is that it's not like she goes to church and just puts that on. Like I remember mom, you know, even in the house, she would be cooking and that same little, you know, that little bounce that she has, uh, whatever church song would be going and she would be bouncing in the kitchen. And, and, you know, both of my parents, I, th- their example was, um, you know, keep God first and it one thing that I will say that always impressed me, and I struggle to live up to this, but I do try, is that 18 years in the house with them, and then away from college, and then back, and then another you know, year and a half, and I can't even count on one hand, if ever, the number of times they uttered a bad word about anybody. Um, there was never, there was never any, never putting anyone down, there was never any gossip in the home, if there was a decision, leadership decision, then may, maybe they disagree with it, but but they were not going to tear the church down yes. and they were not going to tear other people down. And they never did. And now that I'm older and I see how easy it is to tear people down, I have such a high mm-hmm. amount of respect. So, But mom was very, um, I don't know, maybe it was just the way I clung to things, but I felt like... Um, Mom and dad both gave me spiritual advice, but mom was real good about giving those short and sweet. She would tell me, you know, 
um, stand on the stand until you feel uncomfortable sitting down, you know, stuff like that. She would tell me, you know, testify from the pulpit um, every chance you get. Just just little things. Um, pray, read your Bible, kind of the 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 one on one type stuff. And I felt like Dad was good about giving me a lot of practical, you know, and and just overall life advice one time he told me i'll never forget he said patrick try to keep the things that are permanent in your life to a minimum um and just little stuff like that just that you just carry with you um and help you and you don't realize until you get much older that that they're how valuable they really are um and i will say this uh, maybe to those of you out there who are listening because it's such a blessing to be raised in a home with two sanctified parents and the majority of people in the world don't have that. But um, I was, you know, I just would encourage young people, especially try not to be discouraged um, because even if maybe your parents aren't where they should be, there's still a lot of really great mentors and fathers and mothers in Christ that God can lead you to, hopefully until your parents are saved or sanctified. Um and so I would just pray and try to seek seek people in your life, whether it be, you know, church pastor or, or someone older in your youth group or maybe a little long down the way, because having that counsel and that and that um, godly, holy leadership is so valuable when you're young. So I'll share this verse. Um, and if you guys want to comment before we move on. And Timothy, it says, but continue thou in the things in the, that thou hast learned and been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation, through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Amen. That kind of sums it up for me, but well, it's anybody no else? coincidence that I think I can speak for all of us that that the the our household that we had was very unusual by the world's standards. Um, right. I know, well, I don't know if anybody knows. If anybody who doesn't know me or Josh, Josh is my first cousin and Matt and Patrick I grew up with since, I don't know, we kindergarten, first grade, second grade, something like that. But we've been around each other forever, you know, our whole life and um, spent summers together and stuff like that. And everything that they're saying about their, their parents, I can back up and, my aunt Teresa, which is Josh's mom, um, and Sam, you know, I never heard them spout off at each other. I never heard them get in an argument. I never heard them, you know, trash people and gossip. I never heard Johnny and Jeanette do it, you know, and, and it was so, it's so normal for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, that wasn't even something I looked for, you know, but now when you, when you obviously you when you get old, and you, yeah. yeah, and it's, it's obvious that when you, you know, when you look back and you're like, that is not usual. Um, that is not something that, especially being in a relationship with kids and all that, you know, with yeah. all the stressors like, that they have, that, you know, like, oh. that is something that like, that I, I, I think about a lot and, um, try to, to emulate in my own life. And, you know, me and my wife don't, we don't get in fights or nothing like that, but I'm just saying like, even just with dealing with the children, like dealing, dealing with us, dealing with you know, delinquents that come in and eat all their food and, and, and trash their house. And, you know, and it was never, it was never, you know, a, a big deal. It was kind of just, they, and I want that. I want to be able to accept people in the house and not care about, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't as much, but I'm, I mean, 
they were of the top echelon of people who <laughs> who can deal with four boys and their five boys, even with my little brother, at skate mini ramps till midnight and coming in eating all their combos and sweet tea and you, you know, just crashing tea. out. Yeah, I mean, it was just like, <laughs> man, I can't even I can't even imagine having that craziness in my house right now. But I would love to. Um, but right. it is something that I have looked back and seen that it's it's not usual. It's it's and, not. And it's something to be cherished, and I'm completely blessed with it, and it's something to to admire and and try for. Um, yeah, we don't get into relationships hoping they'll fail, and and so <laughs> it's kind of nice to all all four of us have successful examples of a relationship that didn't fall apart. Now we we all have friends, and and those are some that are really close to us whose um, whose parents' relationship didn't work out. And and that's a scary thing, um, you know. And, and 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 if it doesn't scare you, then you you don't you don't value it, you know. I mean, I I right. value my uh, my my um, my marriage a whole lot, and yeah. so thankfully we have examples. But Lord help us, help me to be that example for the next generation, you know. Have them look up to us as a welcoming home, the one that's not full of strife and negativity. Um, so mm-hmm. thankfully we have examples that we can, we can feed off of, you know, <laughs> like kind of right. to emulate it, they were saying, um, because, you know, the, the, uh, they hadn't, they, 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 they're all, you know, still together. Um, you know, so anyway. Yeah. I agree with all y'all. It was, there was never a unwelcoming moment in Derek, Derek's house and Josh's, um, and the love and compassion. They, I mean, they emulated Jesus. And, right. and that's really where it came from was the love of God. And it, yeah, it all stems from God. And um, it's not something that the world is going to exalt um, a godly marriage, a peaceful home. But I would say that many, many, many people want that probably more than they want all the stuff that the world is exalting. And mm-hmm. And it's such a blessing and, and it is such a privilege to, to be raised around that. And I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who don't have that. And, and I just want to, again, just say a word of encouragement. You know, God is, a, God is a God of restoration. And I love, that's why I'll say this and then we'll move on guys. But that's why I love the story of Josiah so much. King Josiah is one of my favorite stories in the whole Bible. Um, his father and grandfather were wicked, wicked men. So he had no godly example that he could look to, zero. And then he takes over, obviously, nation of Israel as king. He finds the book of the law and he reads it, commits to it, and then there's revival. And he reshaped his entire lineage. So, you know, just, yes, it's a blessing, but but it's still your decision. It still comes down to you to follow. And we all had to make a decision, too, one day. Just like you talked about, Josh, you know, like... Uh, you know, Uncle Sam gave you the exhortation, like, do it, do it because you love it. Do it because it's what, what, you know, God is calling on your life. And, and, um, so even, so, so maybe someone's out there listening and maybe you're going to be the one, you're going to be the one to, to break the cycle, if you will, and start, be the first generation that starts the sanctified home and, and give your kids maybe what you didn't get. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Speaking of kids, so guys, staycation or vacation? How about no-cation? 
vacations are ruined with children. I'm just gonna say that right now. Amen. <laughs> Bold. Kids ruin everything. Wow. <laughs> Very, I don't think good doing right. gracious. Like, wow. I, Did I, you? I, were I, you not I, in the last? And, and, and I'm oh, glad we brought yeah. this up because I mean I do see pictures of you and your wife going off to Paris and stuff, and I and I see Wade crying at home because you left him. I mean they, yeah. I, I do see that. Okay, it's not something we don't see. And, and I mean like oh. I, I see that, but I have to vehemently disagree with you there. You're not vacations doing right. are meant to be taken away from the children. That's the vacation. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. Wow. There's so much to go into here, and I don't want to cut into my joke time. So no, Josh. Give me, give me, give me your two minutes. Come on, give me your two minutes. All right. Let's I, right now, we have to do discussion. Right. All right. Right now, we have to do staycation. Okay. To sit in a, a, a discussion on with kids or without kids, mm-hmm. and sure, without kids has its place, like once every five years or something. But it doesn't have to be like all the time without kids because I love having those experiences with our kids. You think I'm crazy. We go to Disney way too much, according to some people. Right now in COVID, sure, this is an outlier, okay? We're staycationing, okay? And then when we do go somewhere, we're getting a, a, a VRBO house and just trying to like kind of shelter in place. That is not ideal. It's not what I like. I like, let's, let's get them all on an airplane. I mean, let's, let's, Let's stretch the limits a little bit. Like, get nervous, you know? Like, I remember flying with William up to, I think we flew to Norfolk or something. Yeah, flew to Norfolk from Charlotte because we're trying to get there quickly because Meredith's grandma wasn't doing well. And it was, um, or, yeah, and it, it was like, I'm in the back row and people are giving me the evil look because it's late at night and the plane's been delayed and I've got this baby with me. But I'm like, nah, he's been here before. This isn't his first rodeo. Like, and, and we're just doing it. We're experiencing stuff. Like, we bought more stuff in airports than I'd, I'd care to, to admit just to try to keep them entertained and stuff. But then, like, the, the, the experience they have, like, the, the, their face lighting up. I mean, there's a there's one that is one of my most, I guess, treasured social media posts was Caroline, and it was cold. And we were um, at Disney World, they're doing the parade, mm-hmm. and I was videoing her face. And she sees Mickey Mouse, and sure, it's all fantasy, all in real, and all this stuff. But but just the magic and wonder that I was able to experience with her, like let's go on a vacation to experience that. She was waving and smiling, like her hand over her mouth, and she was surprised. I mean, it was the cutest thing ever. I know I'm biased as my kid, but like <laughs> that was, is more fun than you know us just getting to go somewhere, just the two of us or whatever. So sure, it's a pain, and you got to worry about car seats. I mean, I'm. Last last place we I think like Jamaica I took car seat two car seats I think on the trip which is terrible when you're flying with car seats and you're checking them and all that stuff ended up not using them at all they had a car seat like it's frustrating it's a mess because like yeah. I was just like well can I just throw this away because and, and just buy another one but um like of course vacation let's let's see all the spots let's 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 experience all the the you know because God has a pretty cool world out there. That he's he's given us to enjoy. So I'm I'm all about a vacation. Now, Josh, let me let me ask you a question because, well, first off, my point is I'm saying keep the kids at home. Uh, if right now, if the pa- unless the parents are on the vacation, my parents or Anna's parents, because it's oh, you like, like to have a little help, a little help. Gotcha. Yes, a little a family, that does make it easier. A family yeah. vacation. 
So if that's that, in that the makes plane, a ton and, easier. I'll, I'll, I'll admit that's that. That's how they do that. Now, um, when we flew up, when we just went to New York. We left. We left SE at home. I mean, it just did, it just didn't seem like great dragging her around Times Square at eleven o'clock at night, and um, you know, grabbing a piece of pizza, because you right. know she had to go to bed at eight o'clock. You know, and I, and it's like it's just I don't know if she remember or not. So my question, you Josh, did have you done a lot of vacays with the kids? Post with no no parents. I'll say maybe a thirty percent, thirty seventy. We do a lot a lot with Meredith's family, but I will say some of the most memorable ones. Mm-hmm. Um, like we went to DC. Meredith had a conference, and sure, it'd been easier like just to make a DC run um, without Countess when Caroline was younger. Um, she could walk, but she was you know I mean she didn't have a lot. Of, you know I forget how old she was maybe two anyway. Um, she we we no yeah I think she just turned two. Um, flew up there. I, I had her all day by myself because um, Meredith was in the conference. But then you're we're doing stuff. We went to go see the panda. She has pictures of her with a panda, like at two years old. Like she was loving it then, and all that kind of stuff. It, it was really neat to see it in that at that stage of life too. Sure, you know she'll remember it better if we went now. Um, mm-hmm. But we've done that. We um, last time we went to Disney, it was just the four of us. Um, and yeah, it's it's a handful. Um, especially flying and stuff with, with, with the four. Um, but just even then though, like, you know, you divide and conquer, you kind of, you kind of get into it. Once you've done it a few times, it becomes 20 times easier. Um, yeah. cause then you're, you're learning what you leave at home, all that kind of stuff. And then it becomes more streamlined. So I'll, I'll, I, you know, I'm not belittling anything. I love it when either my parents or her parents are there and they're helping out, but we've gotten so on the go that like, Charlotte trips or Atlanta trips or, you know, going to the aquarium one weekend or whatever we want to do, it's going to be the four of us. And we kind of got it down to a science. I'm not, you know, not bragging on it, but it's just, it's, you do it enough times, like it becomes a lot easier. You get Does that, that make sense? Yeah. I, I don't do yeah. it enough times, I guess. I need to do more, Josh. Yeah. And, and it doesn't have to be <laughs> expensive stuff. Like it isn't about yeah. just spending money. Um, like one of our best times is taking both of them to the Atlanta Aquarium. Now, William, you know, being yes. just over one at the time, like, all right, what's he going to remember? That kind of stuff. And he's going to be scared of the dolphin show, which he was, and all this kind of stuff. Like, there's going to be bad parts of it. And they're not going to love sitting in a car seat in a car for, you know, three and a half hours a day or three and a half hours back or whatever. But just the experience, Caroline's excited. I mean, just doing stuff like that, um, it, gets, it gets a lot easier whenever you've, you, you kind of have a habit of, you know, I need to grab this for him on the plane. I need to grab this for her, you know, and then um, you can, I mean, but I wouldn't trade it. I mean, sure. I'm not saying a couple couple trips don't have their place. You know, I, I love those too, but being able to experience different things, like the, the excitement they get at this age, mm-hmm. like Caroline looking at the dolphin doing flips is a ton better than me and Meredith ever going to a dolphin show. Um, even, you know, so. Yeah, Disney's kind of like one that's like it's in his own world. Like you have to take kids to Disney, with, yeah. along with a million other strollers that are there. Well, <laughs> we, we've gone just the two of us too. I'm oh, not gonna lie, <laughs> I'd only go to Disney for the kids. <laughs> I go for the food. Epcot. Have you eaten? I mean, man, well, that's, it's that's been a, a while. Place, I did okay. a trip with Anna, but whenever we go around the world and just eat at every place, like I could do that any any day, every day. Like uh, anyway, sorry. I digress. What, what, what do you, what, Patrick? You staycation, vacation? What, what's your preferences? 
Well, we don't staycation. Um, I mean, just because I don't know. I mean, we live here, so um, so if we're gonna go, we're gonna go. Um, I'm kind of coming from a no coronavirus perspective because I feel like yeah, this yeah. Is, like you said, it's a total outlier. So we um we try to um you know we do we do limit our our trips every year um mainly because just the nature the church culture takes up a lot of that you know between camp meeting and and nice. um, going to feast meetings and all that so that to you know to hit those religiously is something that we really believe in so so we're going to hit that and um but if we do go on a vacation um my mom and dad have a beach week that they organize every year which is you know really great because then we can go and um you know we probably would not be able to do that otherwise and when i say probably i mean we would not be able to do that otherwise so (laughs) so that's a that's a nice blessing um and then of course we're taking we're taking becca um yeah and then but laura and i do every year in our anniversary we do try to get away together like you said uh somebody said something small you know uh mm-hmm. typically and just we no matter what it is our our number one rule is we try to go somewhere where we've never been before which oh. is getting harder because we can't always afford to get on a plane so but um but it's fine i mean one thing that i've noticed like over the years is that a lot of times it's more about it's a who you're with type situation. I mean, and mm-hmm. we've done some stuff, Lauren and I've done some stuff that I never thought I would enjoy. Um, you know, and come to find out, you know, it, it actually because I was with her and we just had a really great time. And so and I came away with it with an experience that I probably would not have probably ventured into had it not been um you know, had it not been that, that we just made dedicated ourselves to try to go somewhere different. So, but, um, um, that's kind of us. That's our, that's our, uh, mentality. Patrick, Patrick, we, I did have an anonymous listener, uh, text in a little confused why you would vacation when you live in the paradise called Albany, Georgia. That's what <laughs> Albany has well, to offer. You just stay. <laughs> They're hating on Albany, man. Don't shoot the messenger. Just letting you know what our listeners, I, I, we want their feedback. And that is that is the confusion they said. They I didn't mean, understand Albany, why you Albany would need to take is a beautiful. Albany is a beautiful place for sure. But, um, uh, I mean, it does have, there's plenty of neat stuff to do here. Flint River is beautiful. But, um, but it's, it's like anything else. I mean, you know, you don't really you don't really want to, I mean, I guess if you live in like Orlando, but most people, when they want a vacation, they, they want to get out from the norm. I mean, that's kind of a point is to separate yourself from the norm and, and give yourself a, um, kind of give yourself a reprieve if you will. So I know I've had like people talk to me. Yeah, I'm going to do, I'm going to, I live in Georgia. I'm going to go to Atlanta. I'm going to, you know, rent a hotel. We're going to stay there for, (laughs) for like three or four days. I'm like, so you're going to spend four or five hundred dollars to go an hour away when you could probably take that and go to, you know, somewhere better. It just never, it, it never made the staycation never really made sense to me. Frugal Freddy over here. Yeah. I like it. Well, my, my whole thing is like basically what me and Anna's 
goal is is like okay we each got something we want to do so and, and i i'm in corporate america and, and and it's like not really corporate america but nonetheless i i'm not like i guess i know derek and josh um josh derek works for himself josh works for um you know he works for a boss <laughs> but i think a very lenient boss yeah so vacation yeah. I time. so i, I yeah. do have to adhere to some sort of vacation schedule and like patrick said it's like you know camp meeting comes and there goes a week um, different things like that. So as I, I obviously, if I get more tenure, I get more vacation or switch jobs or whatever. But I don't know. I just never really got the uh, the whole staycation model. Or some people's like, yeah, we're just going to go downtown Raleigh and, and and get a hotel and swim in the pool. I'm like, you can probably do that in your neighborhood. Yeah. Well, you can, I, I see where you can escape. You can escape your daily, you know, yeah. kind of make you feel like you're on a vacation even without having to, to spend the gas or that. I think we should eventually or, or in the future do a, a segment um, on domestic vacation destinations, like our favorite ones. Mm-hmm. I think that would be fun to explore, um, especially right now where nobody I know really is flying many places, you know? So, yep. anyway. Yep. All right. Well, Journey, um, tell us about the dad jokes, man. I know yes, everybody. I got uh, three minutes today, which is two, <laughs> one minute more than I got last week. So. We'll give you two extra. <laughs> give us give us five to six. <laughs> All right, five to six. This week we did have, I think, like 11 contributions, um, which is awesome. I appreciate everybody that sent me your dad joke. It gives me a chuckle. Um, it gets me, well, I tell them to Meredith, and she kind of groans or does an eye roll on a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, that's um, what you're doing. <laughs> But, but I mean, I'm enjoying them. I'm going to use them again. Like, and just so you know, when you do submit them, you, you, you give up all rights to said joke and I'm going to use them again. Um, so there's that, that today's prize is a bug assault rifle, um, which I think you, you might've seen on our social media, which hopefully you're already following us at speak as you're moved on Instagram or on Facebook, um, speak as you're moved. And, um, but you get a bug assault rifle, which is awesome. Like whenever you cock it, like the little, um, it's got a little piece that comes up and it makes part of the sight. Um, so you know it's like loaded with the salt. It's just table salt. And then pop. I mean, I'm just, I get excited when I see bugs in my house now, which I don't, I mean, it's not like I have a lot of bugs in my house, but I get excited. So this is going to one lucky winner tonight and they're all good. Okay. Don't get your feelings hurt if you didn't win. Uh-oh, Derek. I'm echoing mm-hmm. again, Derek. It always happens during my segment. Um, <laughs> it's like he does it on purpose. I know. It's like, cut this out. So, but it's going, just as I was saying, thank you so much for your submissions. Please submit again for next week. You know, I, you're going to end up with a winner if you keep at it long enough, okay? So this one, um, I'll just start. I'll just go. This comes, comes from Cobbler in Loganville, Georgia. The Cobbler says, and talking about all dad jokes, it's an imp- inappropriate to make a dad joke if you're not a dad. It's a faux pas. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we've got uh, Shelby from James Island said, who was the smartest man in the Bible? Everybody goes, oh, Solomon. No, that was wisest. Who was the smartest man in the Bible, guys? <laughs> Abraham. He knew a lot. Uh, <laughs> um, so we had two similar jokes, and I'm going to go ahead and pop them out. Katie from Lexington, South Carolina wrote, according to which book of the Bible does it say husband should make the coffee for their wives? That's Hebrews. <laughs> and also Johnny from Raleigh writes, how does the Apostle Paul make his coffee? 
he brews it. Uh, we, we, we like those. We like those. Um, also, Katie mentioned something about a con- what kind of concert cost 45 cents. It was a 50 cent concert with the Nickelback. Mm. Um, little, con- <laughs> little secular joke. Um, Dina from James Island. This is a really good one. Uh, what do you call a belt made out of $100 bills? That would be a waste of money. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we got, let's see, Rainy from Charleston, South Carolina. Um, and this actually goes really well with the prize. This was like right up there. Almost won it. Um, I believe Rain's a previous winner, but you can win it multiple times, which is great. It almost got it, but it was, why do spiders, why are spiders so smart, guys? You know, spiders are smart, they're smart. Mm-hmm. Yep. They can basically find anything on the web. <laughs> um, and then uh, Jacob in Google. the feed state, um, what do you call a fake noodle? That would be an impasta. And then uh, uh, we got uh, Ray from Greensboro increased his odds by submitting multiple jokes. Now, that is something that we did not address, and that obviously is allowed, okay? So, Gray from Greensboro gave us, why don't melons go on a honeymoon? Because they can't elope. Huh? <laughs> and then, uh, also, what do you call a, um, an, an overweight psychic? We got a, a four-chin teller. <laughs> but he also came through with this gem, this gem, guys, and this gem won it all tonight. We've got... What did the cannibal get when he showed up late to the luncheon? The cannibal? Mm. He got the cold shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> You're not expecting it. You go, what? Ah, There's a lot of ahas, not like belly laughs, but that, that aha got enough rise out of our vote counters to where you win the bug assault <laughs> rifle. I hope this bug is assault. Yeah, yeah. Gray in Greensboro, peppering, actually salting. <laughs> All of the bugs around his house and backyard. I mean, it, it is it is addicting. Like you, you get going, and then you're like, just come on, open the door, let them fly in. Make let's, your see, let's get at it. So I really do appreciate. Proud, Dick Gray. Yes, I hope he does. But please get all your dad jokes in. We're gonna have another prize next week. Remember, speak as you moved on Instagram. Speak as you moved. Like us on Facebook. You can contact us there, or you can email us. Speak as you as you're moved at gmail.com. All three ways. Come give us your dad jokes, and we'll read them on the air. We'll vote on them and, uh, prior to the program, and we, uh, we will get a winner. So, great that, that assault rifle is coming your way. Thanks again for all everybody's <laughs> submissions. All right. Well, we appreciate everybody coming or tuning in, rather. And uh, next week, we'll do it again at 830 on Monday night, same time. And with that, we'll go ahead and uh, close with prayer. Josh, would you please pray us out, brother? Sure thing. Dear Lord, as we draw to the close of our radio program, we want to thank you so much for the opportunity to to meet together on this radio program, to to share our experiences in our walk, to try to help out any listeners that are listening. With they may be going through similar circumstances as they raise their kids under your love and admonition. Um, dear Lord, we we ask that. You bless this program. You you, you bless the audience. Um, we we thank you for each one that took time out of their day to to be included in this walk with us, dear Lord. Um, we ask that you bless everyone in their upcoming week as we start our own week. May it be focused on you and how to better serve you. Um, all these things we ask in the holy, precious name, for thy sake. Amen. Amen. Enjoy it, guys. Thank you all for See tuning in. Enjoy it. Bye, right, guys. See y'all next week.